Hi there, it's Ed here with a short message before we start the pod this week. Did you know that our most informed investors get insights, articles and investment ideas from Tom, me and the team sent directly to them via email and it is completely free. You can join them. Just subscribe at fidelity.co.uk slash newsletters. Hello, I'm Emma Lou Montgomery and this week in the markets, get set for a run of important data releases. If you like your pancakes or romantic dinner with a side order of economic data, then you're in luck. Here in the UK, it's a very busy week with fourth quarter GDP estimate, plus CPI inflation data and retail sales numbers on the cards. And there's also the latest employment and wages data to chew over. The steady diet of data continues at pace in the US too. From here, we're due to get consumer price index and producer price index inflation rate updates. There's also retail sales data due out from the States along with industrial production figures. Well, from both Japan and the EU, we can expect their first estimates of GDP movement for the fourth quarter. Now, we've already had the gloomy news this week that UK employers expect pay rises to fall this year. It's the first time the forecast level of pay rises has fallen since 2020. According to a closely watched survey of 2006 UK employers in January by the Chartered Institute of Personnel and Development, the forecast rate of pay rises in the private sector fell from 5 to 4% in the most recent quarter. His forecast for pay rises in the public sector fell further, from 5 to just 3%. Now, focus on interest rates remains a global pursuit, and investors will be looking for any clues they can in speeches by Bank of England Governor Andrew Bailey, European Central Bank Chief Economist Philip Lane, and US Federal Reserve Board Member Michelle Bowman this week. Aside from that, Data releases are likely to be poured over by investors trying to figure out how quickly the Bank of England is likely to lower interest rates this week. One such piece of data is the latest consumer price index reading. Many predicted that the December headline inflation figure would fall ever so slightly. But that wasn't the case. Instead, it rose ever so slightly, from 39 to 4%. Wednesday's data is expected to show a further increase, with economists polled by Reuters forecasting a 4.2% rise in consumer prices in the year to January. This could be partly down to the raising of off-gems cap on energy prices, but any sign that broad inflationary pressures are persisting, particularly in the services sector, could further undermine market expectations of a series of interest rate cuts this year. The Bank of England itself has already anticipated that price growth would accelerate in January before falling below 2% in spring. Markets are pricing the first quarter point reduction in for June or August, followed by two more later in the year, eventually taking the benchmark rate down to 4.5%. Meanwhile, US inflation is expected to have slowed last month, resuming a downtrend that could encourage the Federal Reserve to lower interest rates in the spring. Economists polled by Reuters are forecasting an annual consumer price rise of 3% in January, down from December's figure of 3.3%, when official data are published on Tuesday. Core inflation, which strips out the volatile food and energy sectors, is expected to be 3.8%, down from 3.9% a month earlier. Fed Chair Jay Powell has already said, though, he's looking for more progress on inflation before considering any rate cuts. And so that might not be enough to persuade him to make any cuts anytime soon. December CPI figures showed inflation was accelerating, so a moderation in January would be welcome news for the Fed and its watchers. In Europe, industrial production data is expected to show a drop in the Eurozone's factory output for the fourth month in a row. 
The latest figures published by Eurostat on Wednesday are, according to economists' forecasts in a Reuters poll, expected to show a drop of 0.4% from November. That would mean Eurozone factory output fell more than 4% from a year earlier. And that would just underline how high energy costs and weak global demand are contributing to the general stagnation of the region's economy. However, the picture is not uniform across the board. Weakness in Germany is actually being masked by the bloc's data. Here, factory output fell 1.6% in December. There was also a monthly decline of 0.3% in Spain. Now, the overall figure is being propped up to a large extent by other major Eurozone economies, which reported increasing factory output in December. For instance, both France and Italy saw a rise 1.1% on the previous month. That doesn't mean the outlook is better than it looks at first glance, though, either. Monetary tightening and slowing demand, as well as inventory destocking, is taking its toll. And predictions are that Eurozone industrial output will fall a further 0.5% this year, before returning to growth in 2025. And finally, on the company's side, we will hear this week from the UK's utility companies, with Seven Trent and United Utilities reporting on Wednesday and Centrica on Thursday. We also get updates from the European banks and US consumer goods manufacturers. That's all from me for this week. Have a good week. Please note that the value of investments and the income from them can go down as well as up, so you may get back less than you invest. Investors should note that the views expressed may no longer be current and may have already been acted upon. This information is not a personal recommendation for any particular investment. If you are unsure about the suitability of an investment, you should speak to one of Fidelity's advisors or an authorised financial advisor of your choice. Overseas investments will be affected by movements in currency exchange rates and investments in emerging markets can be more volatile than other more developed markets. Reference to the specific securities should not be construed as a recommendation to buy or sell these securities and is included for the purposes of illustration only. Tax treatment depends on individual circumstances and all tax rules may change in the future. Withdrawals from a pension product may not be possible until you reach age 55, 57 from 2028. This podcast may not be reproduced or circulated without prior permission. No statements or representations made in this podcast are legally binding on Fidelity or the recipient. This podcast is meant only for UK residents and does not constitute an offer or a solicitation in any jurisdiction in which it may be unlawful to make such an offer or solicitation.